Good morning. It is Monday, uh, September 24th, and it's been a bit of a while since we've spoken. This is Gregory Rutchick, and these are my meditation podcasts, Search for Joy. If you enjoy the podcast, certainly subscribe. If you have any questions or would like any one-on-one help, uh, which I still offer for free, while it's free, reach out to me uh, on the various ways that you know how to reach me, um, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you. So, the last meditation I did was an attempt of at a silent meditation, and one of the things I'd just like to talk about briefly as we sit here and prepare for our meditation is how we basically fall into, how do we get into the meditative mindset? Well, now that we've made the decision at this particular moment in our day to meditate, um, we are at least intent on putting our phone down. We are at least intent on sitting in a quietish place, place where no one's going to interrupt us, come over to us necessarily, and uh, we're not going to get phone calls. And I urge you to set aside that place. For some of you, it will be easy anywhere for you to just turn off your phone, put on your do not disturb on your phone. Um, beware the fact that this phone is just like your thoughts in that it has coming from the outside though it is going to generate stimulus whenever it wants to so to speak whenever things come in and this is like your brain what we're going to talk about in meditation you're going to become aware of how quickly your mind just continues to think you cannot shut your mind off nor do you want to shut your mind off as I've said, the purpose, for me at least, of meditation is to be aware of all of the mechanisms that make me up. The thinking self, the listening self, the feeling self, all the sensation self. And to learn to know them, get a sense of them. Maybe they've got patterns, maybe they don't. But just get to know them and to feel them and to honor them as a part of who I am. So now we're sitting, relaxed, and people who study with me in meditation who have absolutely no experience meditating uh, may expect that when they, when they sit quietly for a moment that they're going to learn how to calm themselves um, and that this calming is going to happen quickly. For some it does, but for many, many it does not. In fact, you're the same self sitting. Even though now you're a little bit quieter, your mind is going to begin to listen to the external instructions, me maybe, or if you use an app like Calm or Headspace, and then your mind is going to start to 
hear itself think again. And this, this can become very unnerving for people because they think they're somehow doing it wrong or frustrated by the fact that they're not able to stay focused, to stay focused on the external sound. Again, awareness, if, if you really can think about it in the most amazing way, is focus on all of the things, to be able to see all of the things at once, to be able to be, as Tara Brock says, in the ocean and feel a part of the ocean, of all of the sensations and thoughts. Now, of course, that can become overwhelming if you think about it. You can't be aware and focus on everything at once. But the brain is incredibly powerful. And it can, it can multitask. In fact, we know that it does. Because even as you're listening to me now, your brain is thinking. Your nose is breathing in air, or maybe you're breathing in through your mouth. And your skin feels, and your ears are aware of your balance. So the mind has this multi-function capability. We have the ability to slow ourselves down slow things down through meditation to such an extent that we can become aware of the twings in our legs and the floor under our feet and the air over our hands. And why do we want to know all these things or why do we want to become aware of them all at the same time? So that we can see things as they are right now. So that when we catch ourselves in a trance, which is the other thing that happens in meditation, which is really what happens when we're out there really in life, we catch ourselves having thought about or having been stuck in, in a sticky, internal, emotional, or thoughtful cycle of thoughts. And we are mostly in our mind, not in our body, in the sense that we don't feel, we're not aware when we're stuck in a trance, that our body just went through a whole feeling experience at the same time, unless we learn to slow things down enough. And this is what is called listening. So in this meditation, quite an introduction, I know, called listen. It's not so much about the silent meditation so that you can be lost in a trance, but it's about a silent meditation just for five or so minutes to note or listen to all the things that are going on inside you. So you can think of it as a body scan may have done a body scan meditation where we start, say, at the toes. And we feel the front of our toes. Now we're going to think about, as we breathe, we're going to start breathing through our nose. But feel the air just come up to our toes and over the top of our toes. Become aware of the tops of the toes and the bottom of the toes. At the same time, become aware of, I noted that I just thought. I noted that I have a 
gotta do or should do thought. As we inhale again, we're gonna come to the bottom of our inside of our toes, just just before the foot. And then inside between the toes, as we inhale, we're gonna feel air in between all of our toes. Just take a moment. So if we only just explore our toes, which we rarely do, and then we go back to our mind, and we feel our mind is now caught up in some other place, come back to our toes. So coming back to our body is a technique we are learning to slow us down, come back into our body, so that our mind narrates what we feel and what we experience instead of simply generating filters based on past experience or future concerns or future expectations. Now as we inhale again, let's come to the foot, very front of the foot where the toes and the foot meet. Closing your eyes maybe as you inhale and you, you sense there's a part of the foot that's slightly wider than the pinky toes for some of you. Maybe for me, I got my sneakers on. I can only imagine. I can't wait to look, but I don't think that my foot goes straight to my toe. I think there might be a little curve and then the toe. Now I'm going to inhale again and I'm just going to come to the top of the foot, right at the top. Come to the over the top of the foot, inhaling, staying at the top of the foot, feeling all the sensations. I'm listening to my body first for my foot. I'm going to go underneath my foot to the bottom front of the foot, right where the foot and the toes connect, coming towards the body. Realize that I can listen only to some parts of my foot, mostly under my big toes. The middle part of that front foot is very silent for me. I have to lift my toes, see if I can't get some sensation. Just a little bit of sensation, a little bit of warmth I can hear. As I come now back in towards the ball of my foot, still on the bottom of the foot, both feet at the same time, going back and forth. My mind isn't aware of anything else. But if it were, I can go back to my mind and say, I noticed, I heard, I just did. I thought to myself, oh, I wonder if they're distracted by the sound of NPR in the background. And now you're probably thinking, hmm, I didn't hear NPR in the background. So go back to the foot. Now we're on the bottom of the foot. We're going to come to the arch. Come all the way down to the arch. Since I'm going to go to the top of the foot again, right above the arch, kind of like where the, the foot is at the highest part. In step, I guess. Do we sense anything? Now, as I'm doing this, I'm listening to my feet. My feet, it's as if they're just coming alive. They're becoming like alive and all this brain focus brain listening. It's almost like my, my feet have become more alive and more charged and normal. Usually they're off. They're not 
part of my listening mechanism. The, the body scan technique is something that you can do on your own from the head to the toe, the toe to the head, and a lot of people really rush right through the whole body. But I'm not, I'm not saying that's bad. Well, I am kind of saying it's bad for this exercise. I want you to really practice doing it super slow so that you can become aware of what you've got. Maybe this is the first time you've ever done this super slow top of the foot, really trying to get a sense of, do I even feel top of the foot? What about the bottom of the foot? If you're leaning against something, you might feel that your arches are up more on one side than the other. If you shift your weight a little bit, you can feel your weight. Maybe my weight I feel on the outside of my bottom of my foot. Roll it in a little bit. I don't have to create sensations. I'm just trying to trying to become tuned to listening to my feet. After all, this is the only thing that physically touches the earth for the most part during the day. Notice the body touches the earth through the bed when we sleep. The hand touches the earth when we touch things indirectly through a door, shaking someone's hand. But the foot, foot, always touching the earth. Yeah, through a shoe, sure. But not much. It's the closest thing to touching the earth. How well can we listen through the foot? And again, I think the exercise for me is to come back from the mind. So I am really in my foot. I don't know about you, but I'm just easier than I as I'm talking. My brain is able to conjure up words, but I'm very much into my feet. You can see that as I, I did slur a little bit, or I kind of like almost misspoke because I wasn't really focusing on speaking so much but now. Just goes to show you that the unconscious mind can only multitask so well sometimes if you overfocus on some aspect. Now, as we inhale, we're just going to relax a bit. Sit back, uh, inhale and exhale, and feel air, fill our body. One thing I recently learned was about kidney breathing. I, I call it belly breathing, but instead of pushing the belly out intentionally, which is something I teach, pushing the belly out with your finger on your belly button, think about your kidneys. Your kidneys sit basically in the rear, back of your lower back, about a fist or a hand high off your waistline. So if you take your right hand and you put your pinky on your waistline and you just bring your thumb, you know, extend your thumb up. Your thumb is approximately where your kidney is on your right side, approximately. So if you put your hand there, I've got my right knuckles resting. I want you to think about breathing from your kidney instead of pushing out your belly. And what this does is this better approximates pulling the diaphragm down which has the same effect as belly breathing, and it does in fact expand the belly. But what it does is 
instead of just pushing the belly out, it pulls down from the inside the diaphragm. The belly, if you push out too much, which I probably do, I don't get the center of the diaphragm, which is basically like, think of it as the bottom of a balloon, the bottom of your lung space. This is pulling down the diaphragm is what happens to cause your lungs to expand. You know, your lungs don't have muscles in them, so it's your abdomen that expands that causes your lungs to expand. So we're trying to not chest breathe. Chest breathing is pushing your chest up, what a lot of people do. This is really breathing down in the abdomen. So we're going to think about these kidneys, breathe into the kidneys. Maybe your, your ribs will get wide. You'll feel a little bit of extension in the back. And then out your mouth. Now, did your mind go somewhere? Sure, maybe it did. Maybe it's already been somewhere. Come right back to your feet. Come back to your toes. Start to explore your toes again, just for a second. Now relax again. Now breathe again into your kidneys. And out your mouth slowly. And into your kidneys. And out slowly through your mouth. And if your mind wandered, maybe you're already in a trance. Let's come right back to the feet. Come to the under part of the feet. The space between the toes. Maybe we didn't spend enough time there. Just for a second, check in. Do you hear anything there? Now, the feet don't have a lot to say if we don't listen, learn to listen. It's true about the rest of the body. And of course, we'll do this another time just with the abdomen, just with the belly. Of course, this is the gut. Knowing your gut is learning to listen to the gut. All the little tingles and feelings that we have. And you'll do this exercise when we do it with your hand on your belly. Because feeling, feeling your body requires you to feel your feeling. Feel with your hand where your body is feeling. If you want to even practice right now quickly... Put your hand on your belly, right hand, just your thumb is right on your solar plexus, for example. Softly, now breathe through your kidneys, and through your nose, and out through your mouth. And through your nose, and out through your mouth. And really feel the kidneys when you breathe. Now maybe your mind has gone somewhere with your hand. Do you feel any sensation in your abdomen other than the rising that's caused by breathing? Think of your mother for a moment. Think of your father. Do you feel anything in your abdomen? Think of any sibling or loved one in your family. Can your hand feel any change in your abdomen? Come back to your breathing. In through your nose, really feel the kidneys expanding the side 
ribs. Don't force it. Just see if you can feel it. It took me a few days, actually, to really breathe into the kidneys. You'll come back to the hand. I want you to think about your best version of yourself. That image of yourself. Strong, confident, proud. You see yourself. Does your hand feel anything in your abdomen? In your gut? Anything? In the center, maybe? Maybe you can even feel your heartbeat. So, I hope this was interesting for you and useful. A bit longer. I realize that there's a lot more material to be covered here. Hopefully this gives you a taste. Love to hear your feedback and comments. Have a wonderful day and a happy start of fall.